Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. This is episode number 24, released on December 20th. My name is Steve Eunice and I'm joined by my good friend Neil Bailey. Hi Neil. Hey Steve, happy holidays, Merry Christmas and joy to the Church of the Subgenius. Yeah. Uh, hard to believe that 2006 has almost come to an end. Where did the year go? I think it's Superboy's fault. He punched a wall in mid-March, and I just realized I have another book done, and my sidekick has returned to life. Yeah, thanks, Earth Prime! <laughs> it did fly by, uh, no pun intended. Uh, 2006 was definitely the year of Superman, as uh, DC and Warner Brothers kept telling us all along. Yeah. yeah, not like all the previous times they said that. I mean, this year they actually delivered from the Donner Cut to Superman Returns, the Jeff Johns on Superman, good times. Yeah, well, let's recap what some of the biggest moments were for Superman fans in 2006 uh, in both comics, movies, TV, and other mediums. Uh, what's at the top of your list? Well, hands down, Superman Returns. Yeah. People write me, and depending on their persuasion, think that I either really loved or really hated the movie. Hmm. Truth is, I have issues with the kid, but it's still a classic Superman flick. It's really stepped up and added to the mythos, so it's easily the biggest Superman thing to happen this year, like it or not. Yeah, yeah I'm with you there. Uh, Superman Returns was definitely the biggest thing for us this past year in regards to the website. Uh, it was a huge he- year for me, uh, starting back in mid-2005 with my set visit at Fox Studios, uh, covering all the trailers, uh, TV spots, news interviews and reviews. It was just so huge. Uh, and the movie didn't disappoint. Uh, sure, it wasn't perfect, but uh, now we look forward to the sequel. Um, what about in the way of comics? What was the highlight in 2006 for you? Well, heck, in terms of col- comics, um, all time, not just this year, probably uh, one of my favorite moments in all the comics happened. Uh, I'm a Luthor freak, as you know, and a few key moments of characterization that he's had just really kill me, with, like with Lena when he gave up Lena. So mm-hmm. when he arced through the air in the arms of a depowered Superman, one-on-one and equal in power and intellect after a story that justified it, that tiny muttered, I hate you, God, I hate you, it just really made my comics year. It was great. Yeah, for me, Up, Up, and Away was the highlight in the comics. It, it just stands head and shoulders above the other Superman stories released in 2006, uh, Infinite Crisis was hugely hyped, and it delivered on quite a few levels, but Up, Up and Away really delivered for me uh, really archetypal Superman stuff uh, for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, I think it's probably the best Superman event since Our World's at War. I say event because Rucka's run in the regular book is on a par for the greatest, and Infinite Crisis is definitely classic for me, but uh, in terms of a singular Superman event, as in this uh, this set of issues, six issues, it's Superman focal and incre- in- incredibly pivotal. I mean, Rucka's run was the best sustained, I'd say, and Infinite Crisis was probably one of the best events, but not focal on Superman entirely, and Up, Up, and Away is just the first Superman trade that I've bought in a while since Rucka, because it's just an incredible standalone story. Yeah, um, okay, TV-wise, what was the standout series or episode for you this past year? I think in Smallville there are fewer home runs than there used to be, but I can't really complain too much about the way they did Zod. It was memorable, particularly the fight, surprising that they got it, and uh, the image of the city in chaos. How about you? Uh, nothing in particular stands out for me. I mean, Smallville has been good without being great. Uh, I miss Justice League Unlimited. I haven't caught any of the new Legion of Superheroes cartoons yet. It just it hasn't even aired, uh, aired yet in Australia. Um, so I can't really think of anything that's really stood out for me on television this year, unless we speak about watching DVDs on TV, which uh, obviously there have been quite a few highlights. 
Yeah, heck, you can't do- uh, ignore that uh, announcement of the Death of Superman flick that they're making. It sounds awesome. I mean, that's a treat in and of itself, that announcement. Yeah, that'll definitely be a 2007 highlight, no doubt. But uh, in 2006, nothing beats the Superman Ultimate Collector's Edition DVD box set for highlights. Uh, but even within that set, there are, that set, there are highlights such as, obviously, the biggest being the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. Uh, have you seen that yet? Oh, yeah, because uh, the review, I had to wait a bit. I was doing a review of the first few movies, but uh, I just saw it last week, finally, and though I liked watching Superman Returns again, that's what I was looking forward to. The uh, the Richard Donner cut made the set really worthwhile to me, ultimately. I saw that uh, opening with the way they released the Phantom Zone villains from prison instead of, you know, like before with the Eiffel Tower, and bang, I said, yeah, that paid for the price of admission. Mm. And, uh, also, they had those crazy propaganda-style cartoons with Japo tours, you know, and it's not the kind of thing that's tasteful right now or ever will be again, but it's a very, very neat look at a historical context, the way things used to be. Yeah, uh, Donna's version of the film came across as more serious than Lester's version, I felt, um, and just more succinct in some way. It was, it was really great to see more Christopher Reeve footage and to finally see the Brando footage, uh, but I agree, next in line behind the Donna cut was Superman Returns on DVD, especially the Requiem documentary on the making of Superman Returns. And uh, let's not forget the fantastic Disc 13 with the making of the Superman Saga documentaries. That was the disc I watched first when I opened up the tin set. Yeah, it's just killer, the whole thing. I mean, I think what made the Richard Donner cut so great in that respect is the way that it didn't get rid of the comedy, but uh, kept the feel of the first two, but it didn't go, you know, Lenny on the situation. Mm. The... Uh, the original cut had a lot of good bits that I love of Superman 2, especially as a kid. But uh, as an adult, I prefer the Donner cut. Both are pretty darn sweet in the end, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I won't be, you know, not watching the Lester cut or something silly like that. I mean, they're both great films in their own right. I just felt that the Donner cut was more adult and uh, closer in feel to the first film. I know there'll be a lot of happy, smiling faces when people open up their Christmas gifts to find the Superman Ultimate Collector's Edition tin set under the tree. Uh, you expecting any Superman gifts this year? No, not really. Actually, I pretty much I'm one of those guys that buys it. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't wait. I'm pretty. I pretty much have everything. I tell you, what I would love for this year though is for everyone to have a good Christmas and get the gifts that they want. I'm coming to the end of a chapter in my life this Christmas, uh, finishing my house, and I'm pretty happy. Good. Uh, how about you? You hoping for any particular gift? Uh, um, similar to you, uh, nothing Superman related that I can think of, um, cause I, like you, I pretty much get myself whatever Superman items catch my eye as, as they come out, but, uh, so I don't really leave any room for family or friends to, to buy me anything Superman related once Christmas comes around, but, uh, I guess we should quickly go over the winners of, um, our 2006 Shield Awards now that, uh, Christmas and the New Year's just upon us, so, uh, Let's uh, have a look back at what uh, what was good in 2006 and uh, then have a look at uh, the, the year ahead in 2007. Yeah, yeah, awesome crop this year. Not unexpected given the field of stuff, but uh, still great cho- choices. Yeah, now for those of you listening who don't know what the S.H.I.E.L.D. Awards are, um, basically they're our Oscar Awards for the world of Superman. Uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Awards is an acronym for Superman Homepage Indicators of Excellence in Literature and Design and they give you, the fans, the opportunity to voice your opinion about comics within a calendar year and other Superman-related merchandise released in that same year. Uh, 2006 was our sixth annual awards, and here were the winners as voted by you, the fans. Uh, Best Writer, we got uh, this category pretty close this year, but once again, for a sixth year in a row, amazing. Jeff Loeb came out on top as a fan's favorite writer for his work on Superman, Batman, and Supergirl. Yeah, uh... 
Well done, Jeff. Uh, for best artist, which means a penciler and inker team, uh, there's no doubting the excellence of Alex Ross and uh, teamed with uh, Doug Braithwaite. The two took out this year's Best Artist Award for Justice. Yeah, I think that's one of the titles that they'd take one issue every six months because that's just everybody seems to be thinking that's their favorite comic. I'm mm. so Superman just edged out Action Comics for the title of Best Regular Superman title in this year's Shields Awards. Um, there were only a handful of votes between them, and I can see why they were both pretty good. Yeah, it's very close. Um, and JLA uh, had won the Best Superman Family Book in previous years. Actually, over the past five years, uh, the title successor, Justice League of America, uh, took the number one spot, beating out the last remaining couple of issues of JLA for 2006. Yeah, that one surprised me. I was expecting Supergirl to win because, you know, JLA is good, but it's not really as Superman focal as it used to be. But no, well, Supergirl wasn't necessarily uh, that great a, a run this year. True. <laughs> yeah, good point. Well, in 2005, the best one-shot limited series or guest appearance was uh, won by Countdown to Infinite Crisis number one, so it's no surprise that the actual Infinite Crisis took out this award in uh, 2006. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. It was a big event, and uh, I think it, it just kind of stuck in everyone's mind as the one of the best. Um, but as we mentioned before, Up, Up, and Away was a standout story in 2006, and it won the fans over, winning the best story uh, story arc in the regular Superman titles, ending up with a, just over 50% of the votes, so it came out a real clear winner in this category. Yeah, that's, well, like we said, iconic. Um, Jeff Loeb won the best story-slash-story arc in a Superman family-slash-related title for his reintroduction of Kara Zor-El into the... DC Universe with the power arc in uh, Supergirl 1 through 5, which, uh, yeah, it was pretty good darn arc. It took a while to get out, but it was awesome. Yeah, really awesome. well, I think uh, after issue 5, it kind of, uh, the, the series hasn't even really moved anywhere since then, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, well done to Jeff uh, for those first five issues. Now, being a graphic designer myself, I always enjoy seeing who wins the best cover award, and this year it was very close. The top three places were... Quite close, in fact, at the final tally, with Alex Ross taking out his uh, this coveted prize for his excellent Justice Number no. Four cover. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I, first time I saw it, I didn't look at it as closely as when it was nominated, and then I looked at it and realized all the little things that are in there. And yeah, it's just a really great pose. Yeah. Well, outside of the comic book world, the uh, best appearance in an alternative media was won by Superman Returns, which took the award away from Smallville, uh, which had won for the past five years, winning by a large majority. And like you know, we were saying, iconic uh, new new myths. You know, everyone knows movies, so that's that's no surprise. Yeah. For sure, and uh, the final award, uh, Best Product, which means toys, statues, calendars, etc., uh, went to the DVD collection for Smallville Season 5, uh, with Season 4 having done the same the previous year. Yeah, not surprising. I mean, even Season 4, which I lamented much, that those DVD sets, they really they, they step it up every time. It's quite an incredible set of pieces. Yeah, well, uh, visit the Superman homepage for a complete rundown of the Shield Award winners, uh, with voting percentages and all the other nominees in each category listed there. Um, okay, well, let's look ahead at 2007. Uh, what's grabbed your attention as 2006 ends and 2007 begins? Well, I'm really fo looking forward to the next issue of All-Star Superman in 2008. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, it, it actually it remains one of the titles that I anticipate the most delays aside. And I'm, I'm still really eager to see where uh, Jeff Ga Johns goes with Action Comics. Um, mm -hmm. Smallville right now is not so much an anticipation as it used to be, and that's probably the first time I can say that, which is sad. 
But uh, I still have a lot of hope for it, and and I'm guessing we'll get the uh, first Superman sequel news. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the previously mentioned director DVD release of the Death of Superman, the animated film. Um, I'm also looking forward to the early 2007 Smallville episodes with uh, the episode called Justice looking promising and uh, Lois and Clark looking to have their first uh, on-screen kiss in the show. So, um, Although not as you would expect that kiss to be. Yeah, I had hoped that it'd be more than just an out-of-character deal, but it's probably going to be a red kryptonite or out-of-character escapade. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see for that one. Um, I also see that Phil Morris has been cast in the role of Martian Manhunter for the series. Uh, should be interesting to see how they use him. Yeah, yeah, I like the casting, actually. you got to wonder if they're going to make him shape-shift or be green or what. Yeah, well, um, do they have the special effects budget for shape-shifting? Yeah, I wish I knew. I don't know. Maybe if they communicated more or had fan liaisons, Lord knows the ads aren't helping them. <laughs> <laughs> well, as 2007 progresses, it'll be interesting to see if ratings improve and uh, how this will affect the CW's decision on whether Smallville gets picked up for a seventh and final season. Yeah, I, th- I think it will be. I wouldn't worry, guys. I mean, even if they're even if they're running into the ground, it's still the most popular show. So. Yeah, for the CW, definitely it's one of their best rating shows, but... Uh, as for a sequel to Superman Returns, uh, which is tentatively titled Superman the Man of Steel, I think news will be slow in 2007. I don't expect we'll be you know, going out and getting too much information in that. I think probably towards the late uh, end of 2007 and early in 2008 we'll hear more, but uh, I mean, it's not like we'll be trying to find out casting decisions or uh, you know, who is going to be in what role because we've all done that now. But I, I suppose we will be doing that with the villains or, or if one or two villains or however the many they're going to be putting and what actors are cast in those roles. Um, I think Brian Singer and his uh, script writers will probably be taking their time just getting the script right and uh, tr- well and truly locked in. But uh, I don't think we'll hear much before that. Yeah, it's probably for the best too, you know. Yeah, well, I thoroughly enjoyed all the investigative journalism that we did, uh, chasing up news on Superman Returns. I did find that it somewhat lessened my enjoyment of the film upon first viewing. And I think some of the fans felt the same, having seen and heard so much about the film before watching it. But uh, that's what we do when we're fans. We try to find out as much as we can. And uh, I don't think that'll change for this next movie, do you? No, no. And, you know, I noticed that too. My first viewing was much more negative, the green review, but uh, once the magic gets to work, then it's all about the execution. And it's always all about the execution. Yeah. Spoilers and expectations can't kill a good story, ultimately. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think having seen some clips beforehand, my experience was somewhat disjointed. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I was, like, jumping from previously seen snippet to previously seen snippet on the first viewing. Uh, Subsequent viewings were more enjoyable, as then the whole film was now something I'd previously seen. So, if you know what I mean. I mean, second time around, I got to enjoy it more as a whole. Yeah, yeah, likewise, for sure. Let's start with the big question. A good time to jump into the big question segment of the show. Uh, Last show, we asked you how you felt about Superman Returns. Uh, Was it a success, a failure? And here's what some of you had to say. Kevin James wrote, I think Superman Returns was a success for me as a fan. The visuals the movie delivered were very inspiring, yet derivative from some of the most timeless images in Superman's recent history. Alex Ross, Return to Krypton, etc. I also think that the nods to the past movies were a great way to get more smiles on the faces of fans, but I can see why people were disenchanted by them at times. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, Felix, uh, who's known as Terminal on the site, wrote... As a film, it's essentially a well-made product of a man with a vision. Superman Returns is merely a part in a trilogy. Barely any action. Well, Superman Returns, we'll see action in the sequel. 
Singer had his head in the right place and knew how to reintroduce the characters of the law while training, sorry, retaining the attention of a public used to dark and grim characters like Batman. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that whole uh, more action in the sequel myself. Yeah. Well, M- Willie McKenzie wrote, I think that Superman Returns was a success, but not as big a success as it could have been. Brandon was, the ex- was excellent, the rest of the cast was great. It had a good story that did a great job of bringing back the Man of Steel to the brink screen. It had a large emphasis on character and brought in some new ideas, which is a very good thing. But the film did not have as much action as you would think a Superman film made today would have. I think that the lack of action is what caused the film to not explode like many expected to, considering it was a summer action event flick. Capturing the spirit of the Donner films was great, but where I think they went wrong was sticking too close to the Donner. Essentially, Superman does the same thing in Returns as he did in Superman the movie, save the world from natural disasters caused by Luthor. If you're going to make a film a loose sequel to the first two films, getting the same spirit of them is great, but don't just kind of rehash them. I want to see Supes fight off an alien invasion, go up against Brainiac, fight giant robots, and have all these earth-shattering battles of good and evil we have been reading about for years. They can do it now, so it's time. Yeah, that's one of my big complaints. Yeah, good uh, good points there. Uh, Pablo Uraman Gonzalez wrote... The question of whether or not Superman Returns was a good movie depends on who's viewing it. Fans will view the movie and criticize it based on continuity, characterization, storyline, action, logical outcome, and other points. Non-fans will view the movie and criticize it based on, on storyline, action, and general interest. Analyzing the fan-based point of view, continuity-wise, the movie definitely fulfilled the vague link with Superman the movie and Superman 2. Not focusing on a complete link, but definitely maintaining a generalized history. Action, I was sold in the first 30 minutes of the movie. Brian Singer and Brandon Routh fulfilled my every dream. Granted, the last 40 minutes of the movie by necessity were less action-packed, but they were packed with other things. Action-wise, this movie was just what I expected. Logical outcome, Brian Singer has stated in interviews that he intended all the Christ figure comparisons, so every aspect of the movie makes sense. Even Clark's mini-meeting with his son worked. As you guys said, Superman is the ultimate father figure, so it would make sense that he would try to protect and nurture his progeny. Besides, the end of the mo- ending of the movie left a lot to be touched upon in the sequel. I won't ramble on any longer. Suffice it to say that for fans, this movie lived up to expectations. Anyone that says otherwise has a right to their own opinion, obviously, but cannot point out any overall flaw, especially not on the economical side of it. Non-fans will obviously have their quirks, but at the end of the day, this movie wasn't made for them. It was made for those who love and will continue to love Superman. That's us. John Hamm wrote, Hey guys, I've been enjoying the show for a long time. Thank you, John. And I think the big question is a nice addition. So, Superman Returns. I wanted to love... Uh, I so wanted to love this movie, I didn't. I'm a forgiving person. I enjoyed the Star Wars prequels despite their faults. And I enjoyed Superman Returns. But the pacing was often glacial. The, symbolisms were, the symbolism was ham-fisted. And the tone was glum. I could go on for pages about the lapses in the story logic, but I'll try to be concise. Five years to Krypton and back, and yet Jor-El has been dead for thousands of years? Ralph was charming, especially as Clark, but as Roger Eber pointed out, it's strange how little dialogue the title character has in the movie. I think Ralph has it. I think Ralph has great promise, and I'd like to see him given more to do and a lighter tone in the follow-up. Alas, Kate Bosworth is the weak link. I second that. <laughs> Maybe no one will notice if Erica Durant steps in. All that aside, I have high hopes for Superman the Man of Steel. Singer has shown that he has the visual chops to make a great Superman movie. Now that he's gotten his Christ symbolization, symbolism and adoption issues out of his system, maybe he'll focus on a rousing adventure and leave the angst to Peter Parker. And maybe Jimmy Olsen will be sober this time. That would be nice. I tell you what, though. If they take that kid and they make him the reason why Palpatine comes to power... <laughs> you know, that'd be yeah. a solution for the Jar Jar. 
<laughs> well, thanks to everyone who wrote in, and uh, to those who wrote in but we didn't get time to read out, uh, sorry. Hopefully we'll get a future big question entry of yours uh, in a future show of Radio KAL. Good job, guys. Now for the new big question. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Is continuity being handled well or poorly in the comics? Do you know what the current defined Superman history is? Do you even care? Post one year later, what is your take on Superman's past? Yeah, good question. So let us know what you think. I know there are a lot of comic fans who have opinions on this topic. Uh, I know I've fielded a lot of these types of questions in the latest batch of the Ask Matt fan forum on the website, uh, which we send to Superman Comics editor Matt Idelson. So go to the Superman homepage, Radio KAL webpage, and click on the big question icon and submit your answer to this show's big question. Let us know what you think. We'll feature as many entries as we can in our next show. Supergirl has a crisis of conscience. So when you said that we should have let Lex die, you meant it? And that Envy should have killed Dr. Anderson? Yes, okay? My answer is yes. Lois has some explaining to do. Damn it, Perry. You're gonna listen to me. You stop right there, Lois. I come to ask for my job back. Yeah, I figured. But you quit. And you lied to me. Lex settles into his new surroundings. How's that feel, Mr. President? Do I detect a note of pleasure in your voice, officer? Enjoy your stay at Stryker's Island, Mr. Luthor. And Superman finds trouble where he least expected it. I told you, I'm done talking. Kara! I said I'm done! Pendant Productions proudly presents Issue 24 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton. Coming December 20th, 2006. Only at supermanhomepage.com. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Time again for the Super Secret Soundbite Contest. Uh, Last show we played a sound snippet from the Smallville Season 4 episode, Blank. There were eight people who correctly identified the sound as coming from that episode, and they were Jason Edinger, Matthew Guy, Nelda Mormon, William McKenzie, Matt Ryan, Tim Costello, Pablo Uraman Gonzalez, and Sean Hemmings. Congratulations, guys. Yeah, well done to you all. Uh, See if you can guess which episode of Smallville this sound comes from. Lex is not a saint. If you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound comes from, click on the Super Secret Soundbite icon at the Radio KAL webpage and send your entry in. I'll read out the names of all the people who get it right in our next Radio KAL show. Superman Song Time. This show, we don't have another fan-created song. Uh, If you do have one, please uh, let us know by using the the feedback icon at the Radio KAL webpage. Uh, But this time, we're going to play you Superman by Goldfinger.
love that song. I've loved it ever since it came out. Well, that's the show, and that's all for 2006. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Steve. You stay classy, Mr. Grinch. On behalf of myself and all the staff of the Superman homepage, I'd like to wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, a wonderful festive season, and a super new year. You've been listening to Radio KAL at supermanhomepage.com.